0: Welcome to the Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Belinda Allen and I'm a Senior Economist here at ComBank and today I'm joined over the phone, of course, with our Head of Australian Economics, Gareth Aird. Gareth, good to have you on.
1: G'day, Belinda. Um, Yeah, over the phone again. I think we might be doing this over the phone for uh, at least a few more weeks anyway.
0: Yes, indeed. Now, I feel like I want to ask you, do you want to talk about the good news first or the bad Mm. news? But I think we'll start with the good news.
1: Good news first. Yeah, that
0: sounds good. Okay, and that is uh, the labour market data we just got out today for June and that was another very strong report which shows just how strong a position the labour market was in, obviously, before uh, the Greater Sydney lockdown, which we will touch on later. What did you take out of that labour market report?
1: Um, Look, I mean, the 2021 financial year finished on a really um, positive note. I mean, the the figures, which are obviously backward looking, um, show that as at June, employment had picked up uh, a lot. It was an increase of jobs of almost 30,000 in the month following that big 115,000 increase in May. Uh, Lots and lots of full-time jobs. Uh, the unemployment rate um, printed at 4.9%, which was in line with our pick, um, quite a bit better than the market was expecting, which was 5.1%. It actually meant that in June, um, we had the tightest labour market in Australia than we've had for a decade. which was kind of remarkable when you think, mm. you know, we had, had our first recession in 30 years, uh, only a year ago, and now we've ended up, well, in June, we had um, our tightest labour market for a decade, which kind of shows just and what outcomes you can get with incredible fiscal stimulus as well as uh, reduced growth in labour market supply. Um, but having said all that, you know, there's been a big turn of events uh, that have um, taken place in the last few weeks that mean that uh, financial markets didn't respond to that data the way they would have otherwise. I think, um, you know, had we not been in this lockdown in, in Sydney and there's one in Melbourne which is going to kick in tonight, um, then, you know, financial markets would have, would have really seen this as a kind of signal that, you know, Uh, rate hikes may not be too far away just given how tight the labour market is but you know we've had a big shift in in things over the last few weeks which really does change the um, near-term outlook for the economy Uh, and it's just meant it's really taken the gloss off those those labour force uh, numbers today given things are going to look a little bit different over the next few months
0: it certainly has raised i guess a level of uncertainty i mean we obviously went into the greater sydney lockdown Anticipating it would be much shorter, it's obviously now going to look more of a protracted lockdown. So we have had to obviously look at what impact that's going to have on the economy, and to do that, we kind of can look at okay, past lockdowns, we saw what happened during twenty twenty. Obviously, we that had a very large impact on economic activity, given it was nationwide and and long. We also saw the Victoria lockdown and we've seen some short, sharp lockdowns through various states in Australia through the course of 2021. When you start to consider how lockdowns impact on economic activity, what sort of factors do you look at and how may this impact on the national economy and obviously on the New South Wales economy as well.
1: Yeah, look, it's it's funny to think that we've only been in this place for 12 months and yet we've mm. already got a bit of a time series yeah. of different lockdowns and, and how things actually um, unfold given sort of being in and out of these things um, across the country uh, for a year now. And uh, there's really a few things stand out to me. Um, one is the, the short, sharp lockdowns that last a week or two um tend to have an immediate impact on spending, which yep. makes total sense given um, households are told to stay at home and businesses aren't open. But if they're short enough, uh, as soon as the the restrictions are eased, um, activity bounces back straight away. And from an employment perspective, um, what what you see is a contraction in hours' work, um, naturally because people aren't working over that period. But um, workers aren't stood down. They go straight back into work as soon as um, you know, restrictions are eased. And the economic damage is um, very, very minimal. It's just really a flow of spending that's impacted, but not any um, not any momentum in the labour market. Where it gets a little bit different, though, is when you've got a, a longer mm. lockdown, um, and we haven't had as many of those. But but you know what happens there is people actually are, are stood down because um, you know, a business is basically saying to someone, you know, "We don't need you for however long it's going to be," and therefore um, you're no longer on the books. So what that actually has is a, a negative impact on uh, employment. Uh, it means the unemployment rate rises and you get a much bigger hit, obviously, to, um, to GDP and production given um, you know, people aren't working for an extended period of time. So I think where we're kind of in the dark at the moment here, particularly with the lockdown in Greater Sydney, so just for all our listeners, I mean, you and I are based in Sydney, yeah. um, we don't know how long this is going to go on for. And I think um, a few weeks ago, when we first went into lockdown, the expectation was that we were going into a snap lockdown. Yeah. So we thought, you know, the economic uh, damage would be pretty minimal; would see a hit to spending, but um, yeah, most people would be back in work this, at, at this point, which is a few weeks after the lockdown, and you know, momentum wouldn't be derailed. But um, we're in a different place now. Um, you know, the, the government has announced another two-week extension to the lockdown, which would take it to five weeks and clearly the risk is it's going to go on for longer than that given where cases are so from our perspective as kind of forecasters on the economy it makes it very hard in the near term to know what the hit's going to be to the economy given we don't know how long it's going to go for um but i'd suggest if it ends up sort of running into that kind of seven week total period which should be another four weeks plus the three weeks we've had you're going to look at a material impact in the short run on, on the labour market, which means that that really good momentum we built up into this lockdown, that's, that's going to come unstuck, certainly, certainly for New South Wales anyway.
0: So let's just um, go back to basics. So Greater in- Sydney's contribution to GDP is estimated to be around 25%, which just for our listeners is obviously a, a quarter of economic activity. So the size and the impact of this lockdown obviously is going to impact on national economic, activity levels and based on recent experience when we look at our card spend obviously and past lockdowns we think it could shave about a billion dollars a week off gdp
1: yeah that, look that that's right um so that that's pretty sizey um and look so if you you just multiply that by the number of weeks yep. i mean it's a sort of a crude way to do it but and you know, that gives you a, a sense of what you're looking at from a gdp perspective and uh, we as I said, we don't know how long this is going to go on for, but if we just assumed it was to go on for another four weeks, you'd be looking at a hit to the economy of around uh, $7 billion. That would take uh, one point, a bit under 1.5% off Q3 GDP and probably send GDP backwards uh, for, the uh, for the quarter.
0: quarter.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, clearly this is just an estimate or a, or a scenario based on how long the lockdown might go for. But, you know, that that would be a big change in momentum in the national economy. Um, but having said that, I mean the positive sort of side to things are that if it was only another uh, four weeks, um, we would probably see GDP come back very strongly mm-hmm. in Q4 uh, with it with a full reopening of the economy. And I think there is um, it's really important to think about what policy support is going into households and businesses over the over the course of the lockdown because that that policy support can't make up for the lost production. Uh, over that period of time of the lockdown. And, and by definition, it's not trying to, given that policymakers want us to stay at home. They want people consuming less or less services. They don't want people out and about. So that's a natural consequence of the lockdown. But what the policy support uh, ensures is that when you reopen, you can rebound very, very quickly because you've cushioned income to households and businesses through the lockdown. So that dynamic is definitely in place. And you know, the announcement that we got this week from the state premier and also the the Prime Minister around the policy support will ensure that we rebound very quickly when restrictions are fully eased. It's just that right now we don't know when that's going to be and so it sort of makes it very hard to call the economy over the next kind of three to six months.
0: So spending falls, income remains relatively the same because of all that um, support by both the state and federal government and that obviously helps ensure the recovery when restrictions are eased. I guess the big question from here though and one that we spent... Uh, our recent podcast talking about is thoughts on the Reserve Bank of Australia. So they did announce a taper in their asset purchases at the July board meeting. And given the improvement we had seen in the economy up until the lockdown, we had actually expected that first rate hike in November 2022. It's obviously very early stages to think about how the RBA could be impacted. But, but what are your initial thoughts and what are you kind of focused on to, to think about any potential impact?
1: Yeah, look, it's an interesting one. I mean, one kind of wonders what the, the board would have decided if they had the, mm. the, the meeting this week as opposed to last week. I mean, it clearly shows, though, what they announced around the taper that um, They thought the same as us, that yeah. this was just going to be a short, sharp lockdown because when they actually had that board meeting uh, for July, Greater Sydney was in lockdown. Um, but, you know, like most people, um, you know, given the recent experience, we thought that the cases would come down and we'd be reopening. But... Yeah, the, the, the dynamic there has, has changed. Um, I think you know, as far as the bond buying program goes, um, they said that in November when they made their next decision, they would take into account whether or not we have been making progress towards full employment. And there's a decent chance now over the next few months that we're not actually making progress towards mm. full employment given the shock of the economy. And I, I wouldn't rule out, too, the Reserve Bank saying that, look, when we said that around waiting until November, you know, we thought that the economy would be continuing to improve. We didn't envisage a lockdown. And if the lockdown got particularly bad, they can just come in and announce they're going to do more on the bond bond buying front without waiting till November. So look, I think that situation is pretty, pretty fluid at the moment. And um, it, like everyone else the Reserve Bank will just be watching the case numbers to kind of gauge, you know, what, what the appropriate monetary policy response is. In terms of our rate hike call for November 22, um, which has obviously been a hawkish call. Mm. I mean, I think of the major forecasters, uh, we've got the earliest hike to the cash rate in there. And I've got to say that had we not gone into lockdown and seen that data today, we'd be feeling very uh, confident around our call. Absolutely. Um, You know, an unemployment rate below 5%, heading lower with all what the job vacancy data was saying and business surveys suggesting wages pressures. I mean, uh, we'd we'd be feeling like we were definitely calling that that correctly. Uh, Clearly, though, now... Um, you know, to cast a little bit of doubt uh, over you know, whether or not they're going to be normalising the cash rate uh, at the end of next year. But I think it's far too premature for us to consider pushing it out. Mm. Um, you know If it turned out to be the case that the lockdown here only goes for, say, another three or four weeks, uh, nationally we don't see any other kind of large lockdowns, um, COVID cases go right back down, we, we reopen fully like we did b- before this, the vaccine roll- rollout continues to go to pace, you know we could be at a point where the end of this year gdp in a levels uh, from a levels perspective is you know, no different to where it would have been had you not got the la- lockdown because you just bounce right back back out of this and then the economy is you know really booming so um you know obviously we're, we're whole, we 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 we're a little bit less confident about that but you know i think um i think if the lockdown only goes for another kind of three or four weeks given all the policy support it's not going to be enough to derail you know, that, that momentum we had going into this fully. And the rest of the country, uh, everywhere outside of New South Wales, should still record some pretty good outcomes, uh, provided they don't go into lockdown. So, look, I think all of this just kind of highlights that until we're all vaccinated and lockdowns are a thing of the past, you can never be too kind of sure about how any of this is going to play out. Uh, but fingers crossed, you know, the, the case numbers go down. Um, you know, we're all kind of out and about again in, in not too long and then, the economic momentum will will actually look pretty good.
0: Well, it's certainly keeping us on our toes in terms of forecasting at the moment. So just like everyone else, we'll be keeping a keen eye on those COVID numbers over coming weeks and what it means for the economy. Gareth, great to get you to talk through what is happening in obviously what is a very challenging time.
1: Yeah, look, that's right. Nice to chat. And I should just say to everyone (laughs) listening, we just hope everyone's uh, safe and and, and not going too crazy in a lockdown.
0: And from home learning.
1: That's right, exactly.
0: <laughs> All right, thanks, Gareth. Cheers, Linda. Now, you can read Gareth Ed's report on the labour market, which was published on the 15th of July 2021, as well as our initial thoughts on the New South Wales lockdown, which was published on the 14th of July 2021 on combankresearch.com.au.